For the second straight game, the Utah Jazz come through in the clutch. This time, they do it 114-112. Keontae, Simone, others all shine. Ron Boone, and I have it next on Postcast. Big screen comes across. Big logo goes, wow. Sound effects in the background. None of those are available tonight. It is Postcast. I'm David Locke along with Ron Boone. Thanks very much for tuning in. Jazz fans, that's got to be a fun night for you. It was 70 nights here. Ron just got back from doing the Altcast uh, on the Jazz Plus. The Jazz win at 114 to 112. I, I am so glad you were here. Because what I suddenly realized and why it's so great to have you here and why I go back and rewatch every game, I have no idea what happened. I literally think Simone must have hit a three and Keontae hit a shot. And, like, they missed a few plays and they went – their offense isn't good late. And, we like, thank goodness you're back. I literally thought I was doing the show by myself. Like, and I was like, I, I, I don't actually know what happens after this game. So, Ron, what happened? I did see Simone make a three. Now, we, we were watching the – did see a very important play out there with Zion driving to the basket. Kessler comes over and forces Zion to pass the basketball out. And I think it was to Ingram who ended up missing a shot. Then it was a scramble for the basket. I thought that was one of the key players to plays there because Zion is so good going to his left. Part of the reason I'm a little tongue in cheek about how random this is. Part of the reason is the Jazz were up 114, 117 with 242 left. They didn't score again. And they run at 114, 112. So a little bit of why it's like what just happened is Keontae's big shot, his game winners with 242 left. And Simone's big shot is with 317 left. Those are the last two field goals of the night for the Jazz. The Jazz come up empty. With on on their final five possessions, but the Pelic and the Pelicans really the impressive thing the Jazz that I thought was we talked about it on the broadcast. You weren't with me, geeky numbers you missed out on, Ron. So the Pelicans came in twenty seven league offensively in the class with an eighty eight offensive rating, and they only got two guys to shoot, Zion and Ingram. And what the Jazz did is Zion did not take a shot in when he Zion came back in in the four nineteen mark. He never took a shot. And they, they definitely go to Brandon Ingram, but they also got the – Marshall was forced to make a shot. Jones was able to force him to make a shot. Then Jones tried again and missed. And then Marshall missed late, and Ingram missed the 21-footer at the end on their final play. Like, even Brandon Ingram only took one shot in the final 221. He went one of three – really, I'm fair, he went two of four in the final 330, two of five in the final four minutes. So the Jazz did a really nice job kind of for the second straight night, winning this game a little bit on the defensive end as much as they wanted on the offensive end. Yeah, you, you look at what these guys like to do. Ingram was averaging about 17, 18 shots a ball game. So is Zion. And they were looking for the most part right on their average bars attempts for them. Ingram with, with 22 attempts. But it's the, the type of shots that you, you, you allow them to get. And I'm not sure what really happened a lot in the fourth quarter with Zion. Was he able to get to the basket? Scoring a or anything like that, but the Jazz defense, uh, like I said, that last possession really, really made a big difference of whether or not this ball is in overtime or losing. The defense of numbers tonight aren't great because the third quarter was such a disaster defensively for both teams with a million free throws taken and everything else. But in the fourth quarter, the Jazz hold the Pelicans to 24 points, which for a team that was allowing 30 with some regularity every night, that's pretty darn good. 
by the Jazz tonight and hold them, you know, down in that regard late in the ball game. This has looked like a different team the last two nights. They 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 came in here as low as you could go, and they they looked like a different team last night. What did you, what did you see that's different about this team the last two nights? I'm an assistant. Thirty-one. Oh wow! So that's oh wow! That's the difference. The Jazz average about twenty-six a game. Um, moving the basketball, getting quality shots, wow. and, and a lot of that has to do with the type of players you have oh, shoot. on the floor playing with each other. So. That someone says they can't hear you very well. That's it's they're right because I forgot to plug a button in today, so everyone's gonna be able to hear everyone much better in a minute. I'll bet you can hear everyone a little bit better now, so that will be. I'm guessing you can hear everyone a little bit better right about. No, you can't. Wonder why. Now you can hear everyone a little bit better now. Apologize for that. Um, thank you very much to uh, Car Wash Channel or, or Ma La, who let us know that. I think you should be able to hear uh, everyone much better at this point. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Ron. Sorry to finish so, that comment. So, so the difference is it's the type of guys you have out on the floor, floor now that are tied together as far as the offense is concerned. And that's really making a big difference as far as the quality of shots that, that teams are getting. Now, Jordan Clarkson comes back, and, and, and he didn't really shoot the basketball that well, four for 16, but he had 10 assists. And that really makes a big difference there as well because if he's handling the basketball and, and he plays with the ball with that group in his hands more so than anyone, but still found the, the um, you know, the open man, Kessler, was the beneficiary of a lot of that. We talked with uh, Jazz assistant coach Scott Morrison the other day before the game about Keontae and what the kind of next steps for him are. His 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 growth has been obvious. His numbers have been bad. And so what did he have to do? And one of the things he talked about was turning the corner and getting down a hill more. What I thought was interesting about this game is he did it a lot more tonight than he did the other night. I wonder if film watching and some of those kind of things allowed him to be able to have, you know, understand where he could get downhill in this game and be more active defensively. And I thought that, you know, it's an interesting thing for him to play a team twice in a row like this. Absolutely. It really makes a big difference. You hear coaches all the time talking about, okay, um, after a ball game, well, we'll watch film. Film makes a big difference because it tells a story. Uh, and, and it also will correct a lot of things as far as defensively and offensively. Uh, what you're doing out there on the floor. And so now when I see that again, I know how to respond to it. And you get to the point where you respond to it enough. Now it becomes muscle memory and you're reacting to situations. Uh, for those of you uh, listening to this non-live, you're going to get a kind of a jump cut because we had an audio problem early. So just to review, Jazz win at 114-112. The Jazz do not score. They lead at 114-107 and they do not score for the final 230 of the game. Uh, 242. Keontae hits a three with 242 left. Uh, a big shot that gives the Jazz the seven-point lead. They actually don't score the rest of the way. They hold off, forcing the ball out of Ingram's hands, out of Zion's hands. Zion doesn't take a shot in the final four minutes. Uh, Fontecchio hit a monster three at the 317 mark to put the Jazz up 111-105, and they were able to hold on um, to win this one. Uh, they had some dagger shots to put it away. It didn't happen. It went all the way down to the wire where Zion drove, kicked it back out to Ingram. I think that was a set play because Ingram was supposed to be coming downhill at that point. Got him into a miss. Good defense by the Jazz. And then the loose ball scramble for the rebound. And the Jazz win at 114-112. Jazz have won two in a row. I mean, the crazy thing is the Pelicans came in here having won five of six. They'd won the five games by 77 points. 
The teams they had beat were Dallas, Denver, Sacramento twice, and the Clippers. Clippers. I mean, they came in here rolling. Mm-hmm. And they got to be shook right now that they just lost two games to the Utah Jazz, two close games to the Utah Jazz. Exactly. And just think about what the Jazz did tonight. Now, we're talking offense here, but defensively, they had some pretty good stops here. But the Pelicans ended up shooting 50% from the field. Jazz only 42. So usually if you shoot 42% from the field, you're going, you should lose the basketball game. You shouldn't win it. But it's the three-point shooting tonight that really made the big difference. They got up 48. They averaged 40 attempts a ball game. Uh, they got made 17. I think they averaged somewhere around 15 makes a, a ball game. So that was the separator between winning this basketball game tonight and losing it. Pelicans have a bad math problem when they're taking 26 fewer threes than their opponent on the night, and yes. that's what they do. They take, like, the second or third fewest threes, and they allow the second or third most threes in the league, and they do a really good job defending the threes, but that's just not going to last forever. That's they're, they're getting lucky right now. That's a bad math problem. Um, for them. All right, Yerk Saban and Fontecchio into the starting lineup the last two. What has their impact been? And then again, there it is again. The, the, the group that they have them, it's not so much the starting lineup, but if that group was coming off the bench and playing together, then you'll see probably see the same thing because I think now that the combination of, of players that they have out there on the floor is really making a big difference, especially starting 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 the ball game. Still got to put Lowry Markin back on the floor sometime. Some yeah, he's got to come back on the floor. I mean, how many block shots did he have tonight? But in just the Walker Kessler, you're saying, yeah, I'm saying Lowry Markin still comes back to eat 35 minutes. I mean, we still have a minute. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are earning right. time, and it's going to be tough. But let's yeah. go to Walker for a second. 14 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two blocks. He looks like Walker Kessler, and he had a dominating stretch defending the rim tonight. Yeah, and and even if he didn't block the shot, he had two block shots. I thought he had more than that. My bad, but um, felt like it. Yeah, it, it did feel like it. Why? Because he's challenging the shots and, and the guys have to try to shoot over him or shoot around him, you know, that that type of thing. And it just the importance of having him is the type of defense that the, the Jazz want to play. You know, it, it, you got to have him out there on the floor. So Will already had these kind of really cutting comments, right? Like if you don't play hard, you don't pass, you don't play. Mm-hmm. If you don't give a, if you're going to play for the Utah Jazz, you got to give it about the Utah Jazz. And then the whole thing about, like, you know what? It's a fatigue business. Yeah, before you go there, let yeah. me go. You, you asked about Omir. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and this is the ball game where he's shine. He, he will shine because of Valanciunas being his size and his weight. You don't push him around. He was able to challenge him defensively and offensively. Whereas Kessler, if Kessler had to make a steady diet of Valanciunas and getting that low, now he's putting uh, Kessler uh, on his shoulder. I mean, he, he's... Or maybe he gets Kelsey in, in the foul trouble. But that's the difference, I, I think, in having Omir on the floor with Valenzuelas uh, than, you know, in Kessler. Interesting. In Interesting. So let me – all right, it's great. So now we go back to the question I just asked. Yeah. What, what, is, what was the impact of those comments? What, what did Will Hardy do with this team maybe to establish a culture and an acceptable manner of play here in the last two nights. I, I won't even go to the floor. Just go by his words. You know, you think players don't hear those oh, things? Yeah. yeah. So that his words of what he's saying is that, you know, we're going to pass the basketball. You know, we're going to try to run an offense that we work on over and over and over in practice. And then when we get in the game, we don't play it. You don't pass, then it's going to be some consequence. And you think it was hurt? Oh, absolutely. It's hurt. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he told him that, you know, if, if he didn't, he's got friends that were listening and that yep. told him that. Yeah. So. And uh, h- how do you think he uses York Saban and Fontecchio going forward? Uh, I, I honestly think those guys are working their way into a rotation. Now, whether it's six, seven minutes 
you know, there was games they didn't play. They didn't right. get off the bench. Yep. Now they're, they're working their way into the work. Uh, okay, we're playing the, the, the Pelicans, so it's a possibility that we're going to see O'Meara on the floor a little bit more than you might see, you know, someone else, you know, that, that type of thing because of a matchup that, that they need. Uh, Fonseca, I believe that his going forward, he's, his minutes are going to increase. I think he may have earned more minutes defensively in the last two games than he did offensively. Like what he did defending Brandon Ingram and competing, like Will Hardy literally said in the press conference, I want to see what he can do against Brandon Ingram. I thought he did about as well a job as you could do against Brandon Ingram. Yeah, just think about that. The number of players that Ingram just lights up, you know, and gets right. into where he wants out there on the floor. And all you can do is try to stay in front of guys like that, challenge their shot, and hopefully. Uh, but the big thing is is staying in front of them. Oh, and I think Vincenco is, what, six foot seven? He's a little bit bigger yep. than, than uh, say, uh, Tucker trying to guard um, Ingram. And so it really makes a big difference. All right, Jazz win it tonight, 114-112, close game. Let's go to the final thing of the night that I wanted to get your thoughts. So, Keontae has made some mistakes late in games, but he's now hit back-to-back games where he's hitting monster shots. How important for him? Very, his confidence is building. If Why? He took 14 shots tonight. You know, that you haven't seen a lot of that. Um, that dunk he had, I mean, that has to build your, your confidence up there as well. And then the pressure shots that you make, you just your confidence just continue to grow and continue to grow to the point where you're um, and you're going to have nights like this. He only had three assists tonight. He's been averaging what about eight or nine a game. I think he leads all rookies at about six a game, and so it, it's. But he ended up getting 14 shots and made six of them. So things kind of changed, and it was Jordan Clarkson's night. You know, distribute the basketball. Ten assists for Jordan tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, the Jazz had the night fever. All right, what, just what kind of fever? Saturday night fever. <laughs> Saturday night fever. <laughs> just the night fever. All right. 70s night was fun. Hope everyone had a nice night. Thank you all for tuning in and joining us on Postcast. On behalf of Ron, I'm David. Start we'll be- a game. Huh? Start a game. Oh, stars. Lacey stars. Lacey did the whole chart for us. Yeah. Lacey, we met Lacey tonight. I, we've met Lacey before. But, um, Not the easiest stars to give out, actually. It's really not. Pretty well balanced outing. Um, so I don't know who are you going with. I think Vincenzo. Any votes? Yeah. By the way, any votes for the stars? Who's everyone voting? I want to see what everybody says. It's, it's okay. Quite a few guys that you can give it to. Yeah. Uh, like all right. So your choices I, I are three for sure. Simone for sure. had fourteen points, a big three late, and defended Ingram. Yeah. Uh, York Saban had seven points, 10 rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Jordan Clarkson had 10 assists. He shot four of 16, but he had 16 points. Keontae had a career high 19 points to go with five rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a monster dunk, but that doesn't actually count for more. It just still counts as two. Walker had 17 points, eight rebounds, three assists, and two block shots. In 25 minutes. In just 25 minutes. Ochai had three big threes in 16 minutes. It was a great post game interview. Um, wow. I didn't get to see the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. So I think if I'm going to, if, if I'm forced to pick right now, you like, uh, Simone and what he was able to do with Ingram. Ingram ended up with, with 25 points, 10 for 20, I'm 11 for 22. Very good field goal, very good shooting night for him. So that means I'm going to go with, with Clarkson and 
So wait, you, just went, you, you did that whole thing about Simone like and then gave your start at Clarkson? That was like such a curveball. I, I know. That, that was, was a curveball. such a curveball. <laughs> <threw> a curveball. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because he, he did play well, but Ingram had – his numbers are very, very good there as well. You know, he did play well, but his numbers are very, very good. And Clarkson and George in the backcourt, excellent. Kessler, O'Meara. What did Lacey pick? I don't know. You know what Ma Law just came up with? The Taylor Horton Tucker and Jordan Clarkson combined for 17, tur- 17 assists and one turnover. I might give them both my stars just for that combo. Tucker. Because the two of them were more likely to have 17 turnovers and one assist <laughs> last week than 17 t- assists and one turnover. Well, you, you take, I'm going to take the backcourt. So you went Jordan Clarkson, Keontae George? Yes. I'll just agree with you. Yeah. It's a good approach for me generally to follow. Yeah. Okay. He's Ron Boone. I'm David Locke. Those were our stars. Thanks very much for tuning in. For those of you on the live show, apologize for the audio issue early. For those on the rest of it, I should have taken gotten care, taken care of it. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be with you for Locked on Jazz tomorrow. We'll be with you in Memphis for Jazz and the Grizz coming up on Wednesday. Have a good one.